Join David and Ross as they become discombobulated in Dorset. From pixies to poltergeists, witches to woodrows, hear them explore the legends, folklore, and outright weirdness of their own county. This it's is Dark Dorset, a podcast of weird horses. This is Ross in Dorchester. Hello, this is David in Wareham. And I'm Henry in West Stafford. <laughs> and uh, welcome to Dark Darset. This episode, we're going to be talking about something called the Court Leet, um, which is an event which we went to recently. Well, it wasn't recently. It was in... Ross has gone into serious mode. Into serious mode, yeah. Sorry, can I just... Can I interrupt? Is it, yeah. is it pronounced Court Leet? And spelt courtly, or is it pronounced courtly but actually spelt courtleet? It's court, C O U R T space L E E T. Oh, not C O R space T L E A T. Not E A T, it's E A T. spelling space. Um, with um, like stars. David, what, what are you drinking there? That doesn't look like a local beer. <laughs> I'm drinking, uh, drinking Guinness Clear. Yeah, all right, it's, it's a local water. <laughs> How dare you? Yeah. Right. Well, is, there, is anyone else yeah. drinking beers? Or is it just me um, trying to stick to the format and keep this in control? A format? Yeah. This is a, we've got a tried and tested format. What's oh, Henry well listening? done, Look Henry. That. That's a that's a stein and a half. I got a beer. Yeah. What is it? Yes. I don't know. It was something that was homemade? left over from a Christmas party. What? Just, just left in the glass. A bottle it. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, I believe it was a St. Peter's Finger mm. from some brewery in Suffolk somewhere that was a, probably a novelty that somebody bought mm-hmm. at the end of an aisle in the range as a stocking filler and depo- disposed at my kitchen table. But um, it's all right. It's going mm. down very nicely. Thank you. Nice. I've got... You're supposed to drink it for your mouth, Ross, not up your nose. I'm sniffing it. It's called Capitalist, Capitalist Hippie Flower Power. Um, uh, so you. This is... A pale ale, um, and we've had this discussion about this brewery before because they are they say they're from Dorset, but their postcode is TA, which is um Taunton, isn't it? That's Taunton, isn't it? Yeah, so it says here, um, it's burn them, burn them. Why have you gone quiet? Have you moved? Oh, you've moved your microphone to drink, <laughs> moved away so, so we can down his stein. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. Um, it's GYLE. We had this conversation, how do you pronounce that? Guile? Gill? Yes. 59, Gile. which is in Sadborough in Fawncombe, but then it says TA20 or PW, so I don't think it's Dorset. So where the hell's Sadcombe in Fawncombe? Where is that? You've just made it up. No, well, it says... Henry, you look like you've come straight from Wassailing. Oh, if only. If only. Did, did you, did you My... go this year? I... I saw your sister did. We Alice went to, uh, yeah, I think she went to, uh, she went to the Dorset Cider Company. Well, I'm pretty sure that's Joe's Cider out sort of Corve Swanwich way. Uh, and she had a big bonfire and all plenty of buggering about. But um, yeah, no, we did not wassail. I had shouted a couple of wassails and kicked my apple tree a few times just for good measure. Do you want to explain what yeah. wassailing is to our, to our listeners? Oh, I'll give it a good whirl. So it's the ancient, ancient <laughs> practice 
of uh, wassailing your apple tree to wish in the new year mm. and to hope for a very uh, bountiful harvest. Um, mainly performed in apple trees, mm. uh, and where you have usually you have a, uh, a a vegetative deity of fertility or the a green man. Yes, I've seen a picture of your green, green man. man. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I'll send you one when I've washed it as well. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then, uh, and then, th- there's usually a uh, a baddie. Uh, involved sort of the evil spirit Mm. yeah (laughs) hiss that that come uh, that that, and 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 the aim of the game is to ward away all the evil spirits chase them out your trees shake them beat them shoot them with a shotgun Mm -hmm. Uh, not actually you know sort of uh, as part of the part of the game Uh, and offer your cider trees your apple trees uh, some juice of last year's harvest and Leave a little bit of toast for the spirits. Ooh, very nice. Sorry. I do like a bit of toast when I've been drinking cider. So we, you said like wassailing is, is it like that, like shouting or what is yeah, it? Was, well, wassail means happy new year, really. Oh, okay. And then, um, well, not really. Well, it, it, it's a term that's been coined <laughs> for many a century. It's yeah. shouted a wassail to wish somebody well, happy new year and all that. Uh-huh. Um, and as part of my role as the vegetative deity of fertility for the West Stafford Wassail, mm. we uh, said a couple of poems, and one proceeds thusly. O oh, apple tree, we wassail thee, hoping that thou shalt bear. Hatfuls, catfuls, couple of bushel bagsfuls, and a little pile under the stair. And then we'd offer the, uh, we'd offer, we'd offer the apple tree a bit of a drop of cider. Yeah. Um... We'd put a bit of toast in the bowels and we'd make a hell of a racket. Crack, crack, bang, bang, jingle, jangle. <laughs> and then... Uh, <laughs> Did you mean to make that noise then? Yeah, yeah. No, that's it. That's yeah. the script, mate. Okay, yeah, and yeah. then we'd move on to the next one. Um, but who was the baddie? What we, what we had, we had instead, instead uh, who, the baddie that we played, we had my friend Jace came as the woodcutter. Mm-hmm. It was very hard for sort Ooh. of... Yeah, uh, yeah the, that's a baddie. No one wants yeah. him in the orchard. No, he has come as the developer, come to take down that small piece of somebody's garden and build uh, 18 houses in the corner yeah. where the trampoline was. This sounds so, like an um, um, episode of The Archers. Put solar power panels in. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so all the kids chased Jace out of the orchards or out of people's gardens, away from their apple trees. It's lovely. It's a lovely little thing. It was very uh, you have to do it on New Year's Eve, is it? Well, usually it's on the 12th night. Okay, it's that? a bit. Um, a lot of the mummers picked up on the wassailing thing when they go out yeah. and do their mummers plays. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and almost, you know, you'd have a lot of the same sort of players. Probably, I bet, I bet the the geezers from the court Liat, <laughs> or who went to go and visit Tullowee. <laughs> yeah. I, bet, I, I bet they've done a mummers play and they've wassailed in the past. Is there any blacking up? There's always seems to be a little bit of blacking up um, going on at these things. I'm not going to stop you, Ross. You carry on. <laughs> 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 yeah, but, um, the court elite we went to so um, we'll talk about what the court elite is in a moment but there was lots of different costumes of people dressed up in like like even uh, yours Ross yeah. you like the pink tinsel <laughs> see what is the pink tinsel I don't know I can't remember this you did you quickly cottoned on that you were getting a lift went to the bar and necked 18 pints of cider <laughs> and then came back all of it fruity with gay abundance decorated in pink frilly tinsel from the ladies loose so this is a 
I, I'm sure this was a different night and a different person because I have no memory of pink, <laughs> pink tinsel. So it was November, wasn't it? We went to see this in November. So we're we're really not yes. up, up to date with um with our quarterly reporting. No, it's it's always it's always the third week in November. Mm-hmm. So yeah. David, you invited us to your quarterly. Um, explain to us what it is. The court leet is a small local court that meets once a year and they um, they go round the town. They inspect two pubs a night from Monday to Thursday. And then on Friday, they have, uh, they have lunch uh, in one of the pubs, which is kindly paid for by the Lord of the Manor. And then they proceed to the town hall. Uh, where they remove their costumes and wear fine suits and look a bit smarter, and they uh, they present back their findings from each hostelry to the Lord of the Manor. Uh, it dates back from late 13th century, when Lords of the Manor were in charge of administrative, not legal rights. So you have different members of the court testing different things in each pub, and it's taken quite seriously but in a very mischievous and fun way. So the, so it's based on a, a real thing that happened um, years and years ago. It still is a real thing, and yeah. it still does happen. Yeah, but the, now it's a load of old drunk people doing it rather than the actual... Time. No, 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 no. They do it to maintain <laughs> standards. Um, what do they do it for? It's maintain <laughs> standards. Yeah. That's right. So they've all had different outfits on, some like top hats, bowler hats, sort of white jackets, aprons and stuff. And someone was dressed, was blacked up as a Rastafarian, which um, I wasn't sure what that person was meant to be representing. No. Or, or... So they're, yes, they, they, they're all quite kind of steampunky costumes. Um, some costumes are handed down. A lot of the roles of the courtly are handed down in the family. Mm. It's, uh, I was told once you can only join the courtly if you were born and bred born and interbred in Wareham. Um, uh, they do all have these costumes, but if you noticed, they all had one item which was exactly the same, which was a, a shiny brass medal on a red ribbon. Yes. To sure. denote that they were a member of the court league. It was said here, so they, they got a couple of websites, um, that one of the guys, the, the Lord of the Manor, he was passed down from his dad, who did it for 58 years before... Uh, well, that's easy if you're Lord of the Manor, isn't it? Because you just live in the big house yeah. and you grow to a ripe old age, lording but, it, literally lording over everyone. But, I think the Lord of the Manor now is now uh, Mr. Ryder's daughter. Right. So, there's so a, that, that website is nearly as old as the tradition itself. So there's a, when you say Mr. Ryder, who's Mr. Ryder? Uh, the Ryder family own the Rempstone estate which is a lot of the land and houses around uh, Wareham mm-hmm. and Purbeck. Okay. Yeah. So I was reading about the, the original um, the original um, court leads. So do you know about tithes? Did you do any research? I do. Yes. Such a brown nose. I did, sir. I've been doing some research. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd said it. I didn't mean it. He's not going to check. There's not a test. Yeah. I think his patience is wearing thin with us, Henry. No, not at all. Before we had the police, there was a like a uh, a system where ten ten households would be grouped together, and if anyone in the, in the, those group of ten ten households did anything wrong, everyone 
within that tithe, that group of 10 households, would have to take, have to take responsibility for it. So unless they dobbed them in and they, yeah. they did a hue and cry, which is, a, I, I didn't realise was a... Oh. If they did a what hue was their song that was famous? I'm not sure. Because it was I did recognise the thing as a, as a band, but a hue and cry is when you just say, you shout out this person's done something wrong. If they start and if they run... Everyone's got to keep got to keep saying this, um, keep this this hullabaloo up, and and it's almost like a posse is um, uh, uh, formed. But you know, if you don't dob the person in, that means looking. Sorry, looking for Linda. That's the one you remember. Is it? Yeah. Hear and cry. Yeah. yeah. Um, bit of you. Bit of that would be edited in in a moment. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so if someone within your type, within your ten households, did something wrong, and you didn't um, uh, shop them in for it, if they got caught, that the the punishment would be shared up within those ten households. So that if someone did something wrong within these types, then they would be um, judged by the court leet. So that was how these were originally done. And I thought that was quite a, a cool way of um, having uh, almost like self-administered justice. Wasn't it? Yeah, I can't imagine it working these days because the neighbours are so nosy, aren't they? And mm. they dob you in for doing nothing, yeah. nothing wrong, having a bonfire in the garden, mm-hmm. having your apple tree grow over their fence a little bit too much. Did you ever find out who threw the um the uh, the cone on top of your roof? The, the traffic cones on our roof. No, yeah. but when I get the little bastards, <laughs> shakes fist. <laughs> but since the cone's been on the roof, no, no one's parked there. <laughs> so there's a list of swings and roundabouts. Different different um, offices you'd have within your court elite. So you've got the steward, who's the standing for the lord of the manor. The bailiff is a servant of the court responsible for ensuring the decisions of the court. And, yeah. And, and so the enacted. bailiff was the chap who was who was uh, organising the proceedings. Really, he was he was the chap, the tall chap uh, with the top hat, um, who was explaining to everyone in the pub what was going on. And he called his officers in one by one to test um, and examine various bits of the pub. He's, he had quite the, red but nose. the bailiff also offered the uh, office to serve uh, serve the notice on the on the on the pub as well, didn't he? That we were in, and all he the does. others in and around yes. the town, by of which a note, which I think of a more of a more at, for more atmosphere, I would have liked to have seen it sort of smashed on with a big knife no. or something on the yeah. door. <laughs> but it was very well printed and presented and a nice bit of blue tack. But uh, still, he'd serve notice to, to warn the publicans to say, yeah, just to give them a couple of days' notice to get their weights and measures correct. Yeah, and to get up the uh, posters of Barbie in the toilet. Yeah, that's it. Scrub off the skidders from the, from the porcelain. Mm-hmm. Get the yeah. cat out so, the chimney. <laughs> what, what happens these days is that when the court leak comes around to your pub and they're checking the toilets and the corridors and the, uh, the measures of the beer and the, 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 um, the measures of the bread and how fresh the food is, uh, it's the pub's job to try and fuck that up as much as possible. Really? And okay. just kind of play, play with it. So in the well, past, it is, it is had, now. 
It is yeah. now, isn't it? Dave? Yeah, oh, yeah. Once, yeah, once, no, no, once I, upon a time, it would have yeah. been there for. I did to make start sure that, that by saying nowadays. Okay. Yeah. 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 Should we do it in order of appearance during the evening? Yeah, if you can remember them. There's the uh, carn eaters or the flesh tasters. <laughs> so, yes, the, <laughs> the carniter, mm-hmm. he's the chap that's in charge of the food. So the bailiff will call him forward. He'll take a pledge about um, testing things fairly and thoroughly. And then he um, takes over a little table in the pub, which is sometimes very difficult if it's very crowded, mm. uh, which it usually is. Um, he'll take over a table in the pub. He's got a beautiful little wooden kit uh, that he unpacks, and it has a little stove in it uh, with a gas bottle and a frying pan and a chopping board and knife. And the kitchen uh, from the pub will bring him out some food that he will then cook up in his pan, cut up, and pass around to everyone nearby. And his job is to not only check that it's fresh and um, worthy of eating and worthy of selling, but nowadays he also has to guess what that food is. And if he can't tell the Lord of the Manor on the Friday presentation what he's eaten at every pub, then he uh, he's in trouble. Um, I can't remember what we had when we were at the Horse and Groom, but I was worried. in the past we've had, yeah, we've had venison steaks, we've had more hen, uh, thighs we've had guinea pigs we've had sheep's eyes sheep's brains ostrich yeah a variety of bizarre things are you allowed to eat guinea pigs yeah as long as your kids don't find out <laughs> oh, i was listening to a thing about um i think you could um, you can buy guinea you can buy edible grade guinea pigs can you in the pet shop in wareham you used to be able to Buy, I, yeah. I used to go there when I had birds of prey to go and buy rats and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, people would yes. feed them to their snakes as well. They're frozen, not the ones that were, oh, I'll have a nice brown and white one, please, out <laughs> of the cage. But in their menu of things that you could also order from this uh, shop of, were frozen guinea pigs. Really? So what type mm-hmm. of bird of prey did you have? I had two Harris's hawks mm-hmm. and I had a European eagle owl. So how long did you have them then? Uh, four or five, maybe six years. Wow. Where are they? Mm, the Harris the Harris Hawk, both the Harris Hawks <laughs> are no longer with us. Thanks, yeah. Ross, for asking that question. I hope you're going to skirt around that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the one I lost... Say so, Steve. The one we lost to most dramatic effect, uh, I was out lamping rabbits in Toll Puddle, mm. Um on a windy, windy night. He was ace. He'd fly, fly down the lamp and catch a rabbit. It was great. Fly down the torchlight in the night. Mm-hmm. But he um, he missed a rabbit, came up, landed on an electricity pile oh. and blew up. Oh. Which was, oh, which was nice. Oh. <laughs> like Mr. Chinnery from Royston Vasey. <laughs> so what do you do with it? Well, not much. There wasn't much left. No? It just sort of went off in a, oh, there we go. <laughs> Yeah, KFC. Well, I won't need to go and get any more guinea pigs for that one. No? Oh, what a shame. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was a shame. What were they called? Uh, Mrs. Harrison. Yeah. Was one of them. And George. And then, what? yeah. And, <laughs> uh, and Little Man was the one that went ex- went bang. Oh. <laughs> David, come on. Show a little bit of... um. Yeah, shocking. No, 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 laughing at the name, not the demise. Shocking. Do you know Mrs. Harrison's first name? It's very formal title uh no i don't actually 
never, never thought to ask. But then did you? She, never, she never. We never. Then we, yeah, we never. We never. We never got on a first name basis. First yeah. name basis. Is is this the same bird that you used to tell me you used to feed very dodgy things to, and then take the owl pellets to school? Yeah. No, Rob yes. took the owl pellet. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Yeah. So <laughs> experts would take these owl pellets apart, looking for UK. <laughs> kind of species mice and stuff, but actually they've been eating guinea pigs. <laughs> mm. So we also had the uh, searcher and sealer of the lever. Apparently he would check your... Yes, so he's one of the first men of the night and he comes forward to the bailiff and takes his oath that he's going to do his best and then he'll set up station in the pub somewhere. Sorry? He forgot, Come he's moved closer. Men of the night. That's <laughs> it. That was nice. <laughs> So the leather, the leather man, yeah. not the multi-purpose tool, the, weight, the, officer, the wearing gimp. Uh, he checks people's leather. So if you've got a leather belt on, you can you can undo it, give it to him. He'll um, look at it under a, a little magnifying glass, and he'll kind of test it, and he'll he'll put a wax stamp on it if it is leather. Mm. So he he likes to take uh, gentlemen's belts, wallets, ladies' leather boots, and things, and, mm. and put his waxy deposit on those can you chat mostly he says that's not leather you bought it from cheap pool market yeah have you got, had your chaps um splattered on are you talking to me yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, who's supposed to like these have arse leather chaps out of the team right? no, david david never david never never Edering. makes a mess on the leather he gets it right where he needs to yeah <laughs> yeah too right you should see some of he- uh henry's antique waders Ooh. you've got some beautiful old uh no, yeah, no, yeah, I have, I have, I have. They nearly got uh, tossed in the river the other day, actually. But I kept them just for old time's sake. Just ne- one can never have too many le- sets of leaky waders. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, you need to put them on all together so that the leaks kind of. It takes longer to get through all the layers to get to you, especially in the winter. This this will go out after I've had my appointment. That way, <laughs> yeah. Um, chimney peeper. Yeah, so the chimney peepers are, yeah, I think they work in a pair. So the chimney peepers will come forward to the bailiff and take their oath, and then they uh, they expect, inspect the chimney. So they've got a big brush, they, obviously a chimney sweep brush they put up, and the, 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 this is done because to make sure that the chimney is clean and healthy and not going to set the whole place on fire. After the Great um, Fire Wear Room. After the Great Fire Wear Room. The Pub landlords like to hide objects up the chimney mm-hmm. so that once they're uh, <laughs> nudged by the broom, they fall down. Yeah. yeah. So we've had all kinds of. Uh, is that things. where you got I that little? Uh, that's where you got that little habit from, David. Was it <laughs> hanging around the pub <laughs> landlords? <laughs> When's the last time you had Waiting something nudged up the chimney, David? <laughs> the best one we've seen up the pub was in uh, in the quay, uh, famously on the quay, where a small child hid up the chimney and stayed there for an hour or two until the chimney peepers put the broom up and he then held onto the broom and pulled it out of the chimney peepers' hands <laughs> and then jumped down the chimney. Yeah. So that's what the peepers do. Pray silence for the bailiff, please. Pray silence for the bailiff, thank you. Quiet at the back, please. Which one? Chimney peepers. The lady with the glasses. Your report, please. Oh, Mr. Bailiff, we got to the uh, fireplace and on top of the fire basket we found the wooden duck on its back. We found this empty bottle of gin 
and we found this um, courtly the give up the booze. <gasps> Sacrilege. And that we swept the chimney, it's a flue liner, not a full open flue with a, our small brush. That, fairly clean, a little bit of light dust, but acceptable, Mr. Bailiff, as far as cleanliness is concerned. What does concern us is this. Give up the booze. Give up the booze. To be honest, it would concern anybody. Found this in the fireplace. Oh, Mr. Bailey. Oh, please. Landlord. 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 Hang him high. Come on, Bobby. Oh, lady. Come to me. Break out the gallows. Break out the gallows. Bring him up. Bob, surely it's a woman's job. Scavenger. The scavengers also work in pairs and their job is to check that the alleyways are safe and the toilets are clean. So that's what they uh, decorate. They it. will go and inspect the toilets. That's why they decorate the toilets. We've had them um, full of hung ducks and game and straw on the floor and dressed up as um, various shops around town. And I think this was a, this was a Barbie, Barbie toilet, wasn't one, it? Yeah. That's where I got the pink. Yeah. The, um, Plink tinsel from uh, yeah, you remember it now. Yeah, I remember it now. Uh, so they'll 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 go and obviously they can inspect the men's toilets, but they need to uh, they can't go into the ladies on their own. So they take an unsuspecting young female into the toilets to chaperone them, um, and then they she come back young. and they report back to the bailiff how uh, how clean the toilets were. And there is a trophy for the cleanest toilet in Wareham during Court Lake Week, which. It's a toilet it's seat. a wooden toilet yes. seat yeah, yeah. with... Uh, it's a trophy. Yeah, sorry. Uh, with, yeah, all the names engraved around but, it but from previous I, year's winners. I remember speaking to um, the bailiff about the trophy. Yes. And he said yes. that it's an actual original uh, wooden toilet seat from when the public toilets in Wareham used to be wooden toilet seated. Mm. But the, apparently the town council over mass debate, um, removed the, uh, decided an elect to remove the wooden toilet seats and exchange them for metal ones because <gasps> of their usage and how it was you know, tricky, um, which yeah. was caused much uprival and completely split the town in two. Yeah. I sort of thought I'm going to uh, keep an old um, wooden toilet seat, which has had hundreds of people pissing and shitting all over. And, um, yeah, well, now now one of the alleyway inspectors wears it as a necklace and a sort of like an object of desire when uh, and as a yeah. you know, for in celebration. But mm. yeah, that's a rather nice little touch. Mm. Nice little. Uh, Did you have a look of it? No. So the not we, this time. No, no. no not this time. <laughs> the Woodward, the Edward Woodward, Woodward, who's responsible for patrolling the woodlands and stopping poachers from hunting illegally. I don't think there was any other. Well, we don't have we don't have one of he. The the best ones are the ale tasters. Mm-hmm. They're my favourites, and they come on quite early in proceedings. And they they work in a pair, senior and uh, junior ale taster, and they <laughs> they take their pledge from the bailiff, and then they proceed to their station behind the bar. Mm-hmm. They choose uh, an ale of their choosing, and they fill up a pot, uh, which is exactly two pints exactly two pints uh, of capacity. It's an old uh, tin uh, vessel that apparently dates from the Crimean War. Mm. It's been assayed to be exactly two pints, and that's um, 
that's assayed every couple of years to make sure it's still legit. Are you assayed every couple of years, David? <laughs> I'm, I'm too legit to quit. So they will pour two pints into this pot to make sure that the measure is correct. They will then take the temperature of the ale to make sure it's kept within the uh, required limits. They take the ABV of the ale to make sure it's the right alcoholic strength as it should be on the label. Um, and if all that is deemed to be correct uh, or within limits, they then proceed to come amongst the crowd in the pub and they they share out this common pot, it's called. And it's, it's, it's pretty heavy. And if you're the chosen one, they will stand in front of you. They give you this pot. You take it from them in one hand and one hand only. You take a sip and then you give it back to the ale taster who gave it to you. You don't give it to your friend. You don't pass it round. You give it back. If at any point you get this wrong, which happens quite a lot, uh, you then have to pay a fine. And there are fines that go around the whole evening. So if if the toilets were unclean, then someone would be paying a fine. If the uh, if the if the meat that the carnitor was cooking wasn't that good, then there would be a fine. If he makes too much smoke when he's cooking it, he has to pay a fine. If anyone's caught talking out of turn, or or and there's lot there's lots of talking. And the out fines turn, are there's lots of back chat and jokes. The fines are the ale taster will come find you mm-hmm. and he will escort you to the bar where when you then, at his choosing, he will ask you to buy a whiskey or a brandy, uh, double or single, and it goes straight into the common pot and the common pot comes back and gets passed around. Mm. So the first time you have a drink from the pot, it's, uh, it's pretty beery. Mm. By the second, third, fourth time around the pub, it's less beer more spirits and a lot of spit. Yeah. And if, uh, if you, um, and it goes round and round. And if you leave your pint unattended, like, which I found stuff gets dropped into your beer as well. I think I'd like rum or something put into mine. Yeah. So I think that's only the case because during COVID you couldn't drink from the common cup. They would pour a little bit into a paper cup. Right. Um, 
I like and that then design. during the evening, people forget the paper cups and they just pour it into your pie. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. When, when we've been there in the past and the common pot has come round, there's also a lady's pot, which is slightly smaller, so easier to pick up in one hand. But of course, in these, in, in some of the pubs that we go to, there's far more old men, mm-hmm. far less females. So Caroline gets like three or four, maybe more sips on her common pot than I get. And I have to oh, yeah. carry her home <laughs> again. So the thing about you having to take it with one hand, is that to do with the fact that the man who's holding it only had one arm? <laughs> no, I don't think it's so. just a coincidence. No, no, no. no. <laughs> it's just a coincidence. <laughs> oh my god! Or <laughs> <laughs> did they have? Did they remove it as part of like the? Um... I think they have to do that. That yeah. was one of the fines. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, the carnator, the, the carnator was offered an arm up yeah, in so the what's uh, horse and groom a couple of years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the pin herd will impound any stray animals in the pin fold. So I don't think they got one of those, but Wareham has got a pin fold. Are you making it up now? But hasn't it? Wareham's got a pin fold. A pin a fold. Pound? Yeah. We have a pound? Uh, a pound. We have an animal pound, mm. yeah. So there's um, there's still a walled pound in town where if your livestock was um, escaped and was wandering around the streets, people would take it there and you'd have to pay to get it back, mm-hmm. which was really useful when the butchers had their cows and geese standing outside the butcher's shop, ready to be taken in and processed if you wanted to stay. Mm. Well, they, you know, sheep and that would often wander around from that. Well, how long ago was that? Uh, Thursday. <laughs> really? <laughs> I want to pass it. So there's a, a bed. We should <laughs> have more village pounds. I like the sound of a village pound. You know, have it, just have it. Yeah. Just have it. Have one knocking yeah. around. You can fill it with concrete animals or lost property, the glove Where's, that falls off the we bus. We do have it filled with concrete animals. Where now we also have a pound savers. <laughs> it's down by... Whereabouts is the pound? It's down yeah. by the, wall, the walls, isn't it? Well, that goes all the way yeah, around the, the town. Castle. Just, just above the castle. That isn't actually a castle anymore. You know that bit where the old brewery used to be? Keep going. No? You with me? Where's Sean uh, come over? Um, come out the horse and groom where we were. Yeah. Turn left. Yeah. Cross South Street. Keep going yeah. up there. That's where the old brewery yeah. used to be. I hope our American listeners uh-huh. are keeping Top of that road. Yeah. Yeah. Before it meets West Street, the pound's uh-huh. there uh-huh. at the bottom of the walls. <laughs> Complete with animals. Take there animals in there? Can you go and get one? There are some <laughs> cutout animals made by school kids. I, I, I never know if you guys are telling yeah. the truth or not. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Overseer of the poor to collect and distribute arms. Have you got one of those? No, we don't need that. We don't need no. that. Okay. I mean, this, this, what does it, it, it must take two hours to get through all this. Oh, they did fucking drag. So while they're doing this. It's dragged out for fucking ages. Because they do, they do two pubs a night. Yeah. They go off to another one, don't they? Yeah. Um, I think they came to us second. I can't remember. So while you're doing, while they're doing this, there's got the, the jury. So there's 12 guys in these bizarre archaic dresses that are just hanging around the pub. Mm-hmm. Aren't they? So you actually, there's quite a crowd of these people that come in, take over. The officers of the court do their What's thing. What's the average age, the would you say? I think there's some, there's some constables as well, yeah. in case it gets rowdy. Definitely um, some constables there. It's, there's, probably, there's probably a group of about 20, 30 people yeah. 
How, 20, how old would you 20. say the average like, age? Well, I don't think many of them have, have jobs to go to. No. And if, if I had to do two pubs a night, every night of the week, I don't think I'd get up to go to work. No. I think they're maybe in their, in the, at least in their 60s, 70s, some of them, aren't they? It was good. That's what I want to be doing when I'm retired. Yeah. I'm, I'm not putting shade on it, David. <laughs> being old, there's nothing wrong with being old, you know? I'm not saying, Thanks, mate. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's good. So we'll make sure. So one day, David, it was it was fun, and then there was a there was a song as they left. Yes, and I've, and I've recorded the song, out. so I might play the song at this point now. And then we had fried food. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. The last pub of the evening normally brings out a buffet. Yeah, for everyone. I was, who's, I was expecting a buffet. There, so we had uh, some chips and some <laughs> and some samosas and and some beige things. Yes, yeah. I think we can. I think I can remember the song. You know. Come then, little ditty. We did. I, I've been told uh, more Henry and more singing. Did it start? Well, first of all, um, they all warmed up. If you remember, they, the um, choir, the courtly choir, was asked to warm up. La 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 la. I don't know the words. Uh, so I'm good night, ladies. Good night, ladies. Good night, ladies. Good night, we, ladies. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> I think it's we hope to see you soon. Yeah. Oh, then, there we go. Merrily we roll along, roll along, roll along. Merrily we roll along to the deep blue sea. <laughs> um, yeah, something like that. But I reckon, hasn't recorded, so apologies for I reckon, David, that <laughs> even though you weren't born in Bread and Wareham, by the time you're old enough to join their club, you know, they'd be desperate for people to join it. So I reckon you'll be doing this in a few years' time. I, I hope it's still going in a few years' time mm. because, you know, long ago they used to do three pubs a day. Yep. But now there's... You've got three pubs. Now they do two. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, three pubs closed last year, so they've... Uh, didn't you say that there was loads of pubs? pubs left. How many pubs did there used to be in Wareham? Did you say there was... I think there was around 30. Which is insane. I've seen a YouTube video of, of a lovely chap that goes around, to, and it seems every other house was a pub. Mm. Yeah, when pubs were more like sitting rooms and didn't do meals, and yeah, you go to one pub with a dartboard, one pub with a cribbage board, another pub had a nice hot pie counter. Mm. Yeah. Well, mind a bit yeah, and the beer was kept out of the back in a different room. Yeah, so I love pies. So the pub we went to pubs. was the Horse and Groom, um, and I, I it was uh, that's now Dorset Camera Pub of the Year. Yes, saw that, and and the Dorset Echo pub of, the, pub of the Year at some point, wasn't it? Um, yeah, they had a recent uh, ghost hunt there, and I watched that on uh, YouTube. Um, I did. Uh, yes, and they were there was a lot of discussion with. A, a ghost apparently about um a robbery from uh from a, a nearby church uh the way they was talking about talking to the ghost on this um when i say talking to the ghost he was talking to a torch which was flashing um <laughs> and, and the, fl- the flashes of the torch um kind of like inspired a whole really elaborate story which they were making up on the fly and just saying is that right Oh, it's Flash. Okay, I'm going to carry on now, riffing on this story. But it was, um, they reckon it was someone who was a, was wrongly accused for the robbery from the church. But so I thought this this robbery from the church happened years ago, but it, it didn't. I felt because I found it on the um 
on the local paper. Did you know about this, uh, David? When no, it was I've got an alibi. Amazing. There we are. Explosives use are still chalice from Dorset Church safe. Do you know about this? Oh, no. Go on. When no. was it? This was in. <laughs> I love a chalice story. Uh, yeah. It was in May. Definitely a chalice, May, not a grail. May last year. So apparently, last year? 2023, yeah. No. A criminal- that couldn't be what they were talking about, the ghost. No, exactly. Wise. That's what I thought. But it's, it feels. These were the same people yeah. that did the Dorchester prison thing that we went to that was badly researched. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A criminal gang used explosives to get tens of thousands of pounds of secret silver um, from, uh, which one was it? It was uh, St. Lady St. Mary's St. Church Mary's- in Wareham. Yeah. So par- Is that yours, David, or is that the bigger one down below? That's the bigger one down below. That one. Yeah. Yeah, they. Oh shit! I just, oh, I was just spilling beer everywhere. Uh, um, they smashed a lead window to get into the Grade One listed 10th century building. They used angle grinders to break open a heavy open door, heavy oak door, not an open door because we need to. Um, <laughs> that would be pointless. And then they drilled a hole a in the door of a three foot tall safe before placing explosives inside to blow the door open. Um, uh, and inside. Was uh, it the court lead checking that the silver was, was maintained like, to the correct standards? The locks were the correct yeah. standards. Yeah. Local newspaper websites. The, uh, the thieves also used lubricant, possibly WD-40, to prevent their fingerprints being <laughs> yeah. found. Um, WD-40 is not a lubricant. It's a penetrating oil, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, you sound like somebody who'd learned that from experience, David. Yeah. <laughs> um, There's a, a can of, of WD on your mantelpiece yeah. next to that candle. So there was a, an, an Elizabeth from Elizabethan chalice, which was stolen. Like that from Queen Elizabeth okay, times. Maybe. It's a bit uh, one that's suspicious. That like the one in your lounge, yeah, David. 20, that was worth twenty-seven thousand pounds, and there was a, a three hundred and sixty-two-year-old silver chalice. Um, from Charles II era, worth about eight grand. And ah. uh, what's it? A, a oh, it's for holding communion bread. Uh, that was stolen as well. But they must have known it was in there. They must have known what they was going for. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, fuck it. Totally. Beer over and again. I, I apologise. WD-40 is a lubricant. Uh, it, it's a myth that it's not a lubricant. While uh, while the WD in, water, in WD forty stands for water displacement, mm. WD forty multi use product is a unique special blend of lubricants. The product's formulation also contains anti corrosion agents and ingredients for penetration, water displacement, and soil removal. Mm, that's and good. We use it on the garden. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if, 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 if do you use it for honestly, penetration? Honestly, if anyone's David? managed to get, <laughs> I'm going to use it for soil replacement. I won't have to wash my boxes jobs ever again. <laughs> Yeah. So, if anyone's yeah. got to the end of this podcast, that's a fact. Yeah. That's that's learning. That's worth staying for. So I was um because on this ghost they was talking to, apparently um they stole a load of silver from the church and then they uh, kept what they thought was real silver and then they threw um the uh what they thought was silver plated into the river and then uh 
but there was it was this ancient um silver crucifix which was in the which was pulled out of the river and that it was put into this man's shop mm. and then the vicar came and he goes that's my um <clears throat> that's my uh cross so they got all semi cross they got all of this from the flashing torch so i don't know uh, how they did that uh, it's a, it is a shame because our our lovely bar manager joe he had to stay up all night with them i think they did it on two occasions and on one occasion they heard some banging noises so joe texted the landlord who lives upstairs and he said yeah i just got out of bed for a pee <laughs> so it was just squeaky floorboards <laughs> on the ceiling above but the, the, it's a shame because there used to be and in the in the backyard of the groom, there's a small building, and there are foundations within that. And that that used to be a mint mm-hmm. where they used to make coins. Um, many like hundreds of years ago, I don't know the date precisely, but someone uh, got caught clipping the edges of coins. So again, this is why we have the court lead mm-hmm. to maintain standards. Yes. And someone was taking a little bit of the silver off the coins and and producing coins underweight. So when that was found out. The punishment for that was to chop the mint uh, maker's hand off and hang it on the front door so everyone passing by would know he'd been caught. Nice. Yeah. So why they didn't, the ghost hunters could have had a much nicer story if they've picked up on that guy. Mm-hmm. Boy's hand. Yeah. I was going to say, if only you were, it would have been really handy if you were around, David, you could have told on that tale. <laughs> I could tell that. I could have hidden behind a curtain and whispered it as if I was a ghost. So I was trying to find out more about this cross. So I Googled cross <laughs> in, um, in Wareham. <laughs> and I come up with yes. a, a mystery of a cross in Wareham. So can you help us solve the mystery of the roadside cross? Uh, so nestled in the long grass of a wild verge on the forest road that links Wareham with the busy A35 sits a modest white cross. It's on the edge of the Bloxwood Heath a couple of miles from Skira Seeker Trail. Anyway, yeah. On it is the date 1928. Um, and apparently, since 1928, a fresh posy of flowers has always been put by this cross. Oh, I heard this. Um, yeah, I've it's well maintained and clearly visited regularly to this day. But no one knows what it comm- commemorates and who's putting the putting the flowers there. Um, so there's a couple of like legends about it. One, they think it's the death of a little girl. Um, but someone said they heard in the 1950s, they heard a, a tale of a young girl who was on a holiday with her family in the area and was killed when a motorbike and sidecar cleared out of control and hit them. Uh, and there's also some people remember a lorry that ran over a young girl. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's not funny. No. It says here, the lorry ran over a young girl and burst into flames, but I don't know if the, the girl burst. <laughs> Her nickname was Sugar, and the site is now known Sugar Hill ever since. Sugar Hill? Yeah. Uh, that's what it sounds yeah. like bullshit to me. But, um, yeah, so there's a, there's a cross somewhere uh, 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 on the side of the road yeah. from 1928. Which someone Let's is, go find it. Yeah, where someone is still putting flowers well, I, on. I reckon it's... What might be what? Sugar Hill? Because that's very close to the back end of the Drax estate. Mm-hmm. And they made their yeah. money out in plantations, didn't they? So maybe there was, they planted that forest up and named it Sugar Hill or something as mm-hmm. a nod to their plantations out in the, yeah, the Sugar Windies. Field. Yeah. 
the Windies. Well, I'll tell you what, I've not got a, a big summer holiday planned. Why don't we do a camp out there for a week? If there's a fresh posy every week, let's get to the bottom of this. Let's yeah. do some real life research. Yeah. yeah. We'll we could, we could take some flowers back to our ladies. Yeah. Free flowers. <laughs> I, th- I think, I, I think <laughs> I read about that and I think, I think there, it was probably another bad story in the terrible Bournemouth Echo about some guy had set up some direct debit to always send flowers there. Even even after his death, there was a there was money for no. That's for no. That's oh, that, that's a different story. That's our that's our episode about um, uh, Lawrence of Arabia. Someone is is regularly putting flowers in Florence of Arabia. Uh, Florence, Florence Lawrence of Arabia. Again, Florence, Floris and Lawrence mixed up. Um, we we recently got told <laughs> off okay. on our YouTube channel for um, saying that uh, Lawrence might have been pissed when he crashed his motorbike. Um, but someone told us that it, there is. Um, so I'd like, we need to say that on the podcast now that um, there is no evidence to say that he he drunk dr- drank and drove his motorbike, and um, we shouldn't have said there's, that. There's very little evidence to back up anything we say on these podcasts. Right, thank you very much for listening. Uh, that was our um, rambling about the court leet. I hope you learned something. And um, and next November, come and join us in Wareham and uh, and taste some mysterious meat and uh, drink. Yeah, drink, we should go back and drink. Won't we, boys? And drink some spit. Yes, we will. I will drink more next time. <laughs> it's not natural, right, but we must maintain the standards. We have to maintain standards, indeed. Okay, until next time. Cheery bye. I'm, I'm Ross. Bye. Bye, Ross. Bye. Happy day. I don't know why I said that. I, I've never said I've been Ross before. <laughs> okay, until next time. Bye bye. Bye, Ross. Bye. Bye, Ross. Love you. The court is now closed. In here. 2023 and as I say I welcome the court's attendance tomorrow. Merle, over to you. Thank you very much and I hope you've enjoyed it. Can I have the landlord and landlady please? Ladies and gentlemen. Without the landlord and landlady we thank them for working with us here this evening. Because without the landlord and landlady's work on the court we would not be able to carry out our duties, our time honoured duties and the course with folk. So to the landlords, we, we place our honour and welcome, welcome to this And the landlady. And the landlady, of course. And so, ladies and gentlemen, if you would like, please, three cheers for the landlord and landlady. Hip, hip! Hooray! Hip, hip! Hooray! Hip, hip!
Benjamin, safe journey home. God bless you. If you know of any weirdness you'd like to share with David and Ross, you can tell them by email at darkdarson at gmail.com or talk to them on Twitter at darkdarson. Well, until next time, stay discombobulated. Stay discombobulated.